hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. The latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from your tech. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you for downloading Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au and Optus. Optus Meyer Plan. We'll tell you more about them shortly. Joining me, Trevor Long, each and every week here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. I'm one of the blokes. The other one, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trevor. Great to be with you once again. Episode 135. It's funny. We're both back in the country, but we still can't get together. But that's okay. Um, the wonders <laughs> of Skype will keep us together. And um, a few things to talk about. We'll talk about the things we saw last week now that we can, um, plus a whole stack of things going on in tech here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, I mean, I don't think we can we can kick it off without uh, talking Apple. Uh, Apple this morning, uh, early our time, sent uh, invitations out to uh, to the media around the United States, generally around a new event which uh, is taking place next week in uh, in San Francisco. So, it's they've chosen the big venue for this. Very little given away in the invite, but we pretty much know that it's it's about iPad now. The I think the invite says, if I recall, we've got there's more to cover. Is that what it says? We still have a lot to cover. It says uh, it's being held at the Yerba Buena Center of for the Arts, which is where they introduced the original iPad back in 2010. Mm. Steve Jobs took the stage there, but uh, yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. Trev, we're going to have new iPads. They're going to uh, probably release, uh, give us a date for Mavericks release as well, OS 10. Yep. yep. And Mac Pro, I'd say, is another item on the agenda, uh, the uh, high-end computer that, that they introduced at the Worldwide Developers Conference. I'd say that will be getting a release date also, and rumours are that there may be other products, but I'm not so sure. I think, um, can I tell you what I think the more to cover will indicate? Yep. I think they're, um, and it's stupid, but I think they're going to have a, a range of iPad covers just like they have with iPhones <laughs> and, and because so. there's more to cover, yeah? So it's just a simple little thing, but I think when they release the new iPad fifth generation, which um, we've discussed before, but just in, in yeah. summary, same size screen, thinner profile, more of a rounded edge like the iPad mini and yeah. uh, and, and narrower um, in, in form size because of the narrower bevel around the outside like the um, the iPad mini has. Absolutely. We pretty much know that and, and hopefully an iPad mini with Retina because that probably would take the mini to the next level. Yeah. I don't um, think it's going to be an iPad mini with Retina. I think, you know what, you know, the invitation got a lot of little colourful little things flying around and um, I think that they could be, we could be in for a little bit of a surprise here. I reckon the iPad mini could go coloured. They take a leaf out of the 5C book. Yeah, some colours available. And I think the main iPad will also inherit a Touch ID fingerprint sensor. Yeah, I think you're right about it's touch. my prediction there. That, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I love the idea about the uh, polycarbonate style iPad mini, which just sets it apart then and, uh, and really does create a little market for it. So, look, I think that. But would I don't be think it'll be right 
I don't think it'll be retina. I think it'll make it too expensive. And I think that the reason that they would have to do something like the colour is if they don't do the retina. So because of whatever delays or not being able to get it thin enough or whatever it might be um, and not being able to put retina into the mini, that they need they need a selling point. They need a new reason to exactly. get a mini. So the color, the yeah, color, color right. sounds like a good plan. So look, it's a, it's an interesting one. I guess we'll know middle of next week uh, Australian time, um, and uh, we normally get a pretty good clear run on pricing on the day plus uh, availability. And I think honestly, I think availability will be probably the thirty first uh, or the first of November. Thirty first of November is a Friday. You- Last year was the 2nd of November, so it's almost a year to the day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think that uh, the, I, I heard someone told me who's got a bit of an ear on the on the ground in, in industry-wise, not on the on the sort of reported rumour side, mm. that they could be available as early as the Friday. Yeah, right. So, like the, so 20, the 22nd, 7, second. they'd be in store by the whatever the date Friday is, the 26th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Okay. So that's a pretty short turnaround because they've often done in the past the old Macworld days when we'd be there for the keynote and Steve Jobs would say, and it's available from today. And then you mm. hear people running out of the of the keynote to, to the local <laughs> Apple store. So um, it could be that they're ready to rock and roll as early as Friday. Well, um, I tell you the most uh, interesting and important way to find out is to follow the two blokes, uh, follow Stephen Fennick on Twitter, Trevor Long on Twitter, and we'll keep you up to date as the news rolls in. We'll be up next for week. that, I'm sure. Oh, we'll be tweeting like the heck. Um, that will be uh, the way to get it covered, and of course, full news and reports at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, I uh, am back from New York, Trevor. We we both went to Great opposite to sides of the uh, of the uh, globe last week. I was over in New York. You were over in Singapore. We'll we'll get to what you were doing over there in a moment. But uh, I was in New York with Bose, the audio company, and they unveiled a new wireless audio system called Sound Touch. Now, uh, obviously, the first comparison that people are going to draw is uh, how much how similar this is to the Sonos wireless system and yes there are some similarities but there are a lot of differences as well including uh the app and the ease of use that's that's one of the most impressive things for mine is that that the sound touch obviously brings to the table bose's amazing audio quality and they're really uh, they're in, in excellent engineering uh and they're just their dedication to good audio but what i really like about the sound touch is you know, there are three models there's the, the sound touch 30 20 and the uh, portable. So they can be scattered around the house, similar to the Sonos. But what I really like about it is the simplicity they've added to the whole thing where you can set presets. So the six presets on the app and on top of each of the sound touches, there are mm-hmm. buttons, one to six. So you may have set a favorite album, a playlist, an internet radio station. So it's it's really easy. If, if you want to walk up to the system in your home and you know that you've got something, for example, a favorite album on preset number one, you just simply go over and, press number one, and it's going to start playing. So that's Brilliant. one touch, like turning on a light switch. I think that simplicity is what's going to set it apart. Look, I um, I get more and more interested in these things for, for different reasons, and uh, and we'll talk about this again later, but, you know, about to move into a new house and doing a bit of renos in the in the early stage, I this is the kind of thing I just want to, want to think more about because you, you get these kind of once, – once you're in – once you live in a house, you get these – 
it's difficult to kind of just add on and think about where you want things but you know the ability to actually go I'm gonna put a PowerPoint there and I could put a little thing in there you know the idea of having complete control over your sound system in your home and I got to think the thing about this for me these presets that's brilliant because you know and I love my Sonos but opening the app finding your playlist or whatever it might be that you're going to run that that moment yeah. um I mean, it's lazy to say, but that's that's an inconvenience when you just want to walk up and go, I want to play, you know, the the 100 best beer songs or whatever the heck one of those albums called, you know, <laughs> there it is, boom, right there. And I think that yeah. level of convenience is the kind of thing that Bose have done brilliantly Absolutely. Here. I think what it's going to do, it's going to appeal to those users who, and let's face it, Bose are, uh, you're a slightly more expensive brand that you know they you pay for quality absolutely uh, the, the sound the, the sound touch 30 is 899 dollars uh it's got its own built-in subwoofer it sounds amazing the sound touch 20 is 549 the sound touch portable is also 549 sound touch 20 is obviously you plug into the wall sound touch portable has a lithium-ion rechargeable battery so you can literally carry it around wherever you like and still have that wireless convenience of streaming not only your own music from a computer, but also Pandora and internet radio station. More music services are coming. But that, that simplicity is going to really appeal to users who, uh, of all ages, uh, they don't want to be able to have to go through the app, find that playlist, remember that. That's a few keystrokes. So what Bose have done by doing it this this way, they, they think it's going to encourage people to it's, – it's going to make it easier to listen to even more music. So you're not, there's no barrier to you simply touching one button to hear it. So whether it's your child or your parents or your grandparents, they know if it's one button to listen to that favorite album, then you know I think that's that's a real breakthrough. Brilliant, and um, it's it's uh, worth looking at. And uh, Stephen, of course, having been there in in New York for the Bose event, uh, you can read a whole stack more about those new products from uh, Stephen at TechGuide.com.au. And Two Blokes Talking Tech brought to you by the good people at Optus, MyPlan and Netgear, netgear.com.au for more information on the things we talk about here when it comes to networking. And I love the idea of uh, pass the popcorn, not your mobile, because the days of crowding around your phone and tablet are officially over. Push to TV, the wireless display from Netgear, um, uses a mirroring technology to take the screen from your Android phone and put it right up on your TV. So if you've got an Android smartphone or tablet, you can actually put that up on your big screen so you can enjoy, enjoy photos, videos, music, games, apps, the web, whatever you want uh, up on a big screen. All you need is a, is a wide-eye or mirror-cast-capable ca- device and heaps of the new phones are such. Um, a push-to-TV unit plugs straight into your, into your television and, hey, presto, you are running. And uh, Netgear have got so much background in this, in this area. They've been dealing with push-to-TV, the wide-eye um, technology for a couple of years now. This is, um, this is good stuff from Netgear. And if you want more information, just do what I've done. Go to netgear.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. So you're in New York. I'm in Singapore. You're, you know, Times Squaring. I'm doing nothing. But um, <laughs> so goes life. Um, I was there for literally two days, uh, really one, one and a bit on the ground. And... It was an interesting event. It was HTC uh, took myself uh, and, and a stack of journos from around Asia, India, Malaysia, all these different places um, for a, what they call frequencies, but it's basically just a, a roundtable event where they talk about the company and how it's going and what they've got planned and try and get honest feedback from people and, geez, didn't we unload? Um, but um, they they also um, gave us hands-on time with the HTC One Max, which um, was meant to be announced today. But the embargo was broken, so uh, off we all went, and uh, it was announced uh, last night. The HTC One, as we've discussed, 
is an outstanding phone. Um, you know, it has everything a Samsung Galaxy S4 has with the addition of an amazing design, construction, and, and a real quality feel. Uh, that's what set it apart. Unfortunately, they just don't have the marketing and the brand recognition that, that Samsung have. So it's not selling the same way the Samsung phone is. So they added the Mini recently we talked about, and this is a big version. This is the phablet. This is the 5.9-inch smartphone that is huge, uh, big, heavy in your hand, um, and I find it difficult to use, to be honest. I think if, you, if you're an absolute lover of big screens in terms of maybe consuming web pages or movies or, or videos, whatever it is, then maybe these are the devices for you. We're talking here about a competitor, the Galaxy Note. Yep. The uh, yeah, I, I, I read your review on EFTM by the way. Good job on that one. And you, it, it does look like I don't know whether you've got a small hand or whether this is the phone, but it's massive. Okay, um, but it does it does remind me of the of the a couple of other devices on the market. The, the, the bring one that comes to mind straight away is the Sony Z Ultra. Yes, which has actually got a larger screen. It's got a six point four inch screen. I've actually got that. I'm going to publish my review on that in the next couple of days. And I'm going to say, as freaky as it looks, I love it. I really enjoy having that big screen to view videos, web pages. It's a real content consumption device. It's not going to be something that you're going to be, uh, I don't think, using as, your, as an everyday phone, holding it up to your ear, doing that sort of thing. It's for people who are more consumers on the go rather than creators on the go. Well, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I um, The phone I've got, because I was able to take one away, the phone I've got is very much a factory development phone. It's got all these things running on it which send reports and, and logging and bugging and all this kind of stuff. So um, in a couple of days, I'm going to get that upgraded and to, to the full production version. And I am going to give it a go. I'm going to give it two weeks uh, because I think that's, that for me, a long time. And the reason I can do that, Stephen, is because I don't want to feel like an idiot with this thing up against my <laughs> ear. But the accessories for this phone are mind-blowing and frankly innovative. Now, bear with me, right? And we might talk about Boom Bass another day, but it's a little tiny wireless speaker that doesn't do speakers, it's just the 0.1 bass. I'm not a big fan of that. It works well, but it's not my go. But here's the two things that are amazing. They've got a a cover and, you know, covers are fine, but when you get those Murphy Juice, whatever they are, style covers. You've got to find a way of plugging them into the into the back of the phone, the bottom of the phone, to actually send the power into the phone. Well, they've developed a cover that snaps on the back, so it's not very thick. It's, it's a very thin cover that snaps on the back. The cover that folds over the front, which we're getting used to now on these bigger phones, like a book, the cover itself is the battery. So the battery is wafer thin, in basically lying on top of your screen. It gives you 30% extra battery and it's like a battery booster it boosts the onboard battery it boosts the onboard battery and it doesn't need plugging in because there's there's like three little tiny um, points on the back of the phone which it just touches and sends the power in so there's no plugging and when you charge it charges the whole thing you don't even get a battery percentage for one or the other you just get a battery symbol with a little plus i'm telling you that's brilliant and i think they'll bring that to the to the next version of the one which will Excellent. It would be definitely be helpful for them. And frankly, honestly, I think Samsung and even Apple need to look at this because there has to be a better way of providing more power to your phone that doesn't involve you know adding depth to the phone by plugging into the bottom and all those different things. So I think that's really innovative. And the other one, Stephen, answers the problem of um, you know the phone up to your ear. They've got this thing called the Mini Plus. Now it is smaller than the old Nokia's of, of the of old you know the tiny little phones. It's it's probably three millimeters thick maybe four. Um, it's very, very narrow, but it's got a full keypad on it and a full screen, which when paired with a HTC 
One Macs or other HTC One devices, yeah. um, you've got access to to your email, your messages, your calendar. It's all there to view. Plus, you can make phone calls from it. So, <laughs> you, so you, it's an extension. To the phone, it's, to the smartphone. Now, it's, it's like a little extension device to make be, calls Because on. I was the only one having a review in Australia, I've, there's a few people taking the mickey out of my review, which is fine, but because someone wrote, you know what, when you... Because I wrote something like, you know, when the, the phone's too big, it's freakishly big to hold up to your ear, so they've got this other phone you use, and this someone said, when your phone is so big, you need a, another phone as an accessory <laughs> to use it, you know it's gone too far. And I agree with that, but yeah. as a content consumption device, the One Max could be brilliant. I just don't want it up against my ear. The One, the, the Mini, Mini, Mini Plus allows for that now it, it yeah. does work on any phone in fact you compare it to your iphone but it just takes and receives calls it doesn't have any other functionality it's just a bluetooth headset just a bluetooth headset you just pick up yeah. and, and, and hang yeah, up but like that's you not would. to stop you if you if i had a say a, a plantronics bluetooth headset or in my car whatever mm. i can still pair it up to the max and still oh, absolutely it. absolutely right. yes yes but that's yes. but it's good that well people might take the mickey but at least hct are thinking this of those is... people who this Don't want to point. hold this. Bar- it's like the size of a bathroom tile against your Mate, head. It is. It is. So I think that's good. You know, good on HTC for thinking about though, for giving you the option. Is, does that come with it, or is that an accessory? No, it's you an buy? accessory. You got to buy it. It'll be about a hundred bucks or less. So look, I encourage you to have a look at EFTM. A phone for your phone. I love it. A phone for your phone. EFTM.com.au. <laughs> Stacks of photos. The full review there. Um, lots of great accessories. Look, it's not going to sell hotcakes, but I'm more more interested in what it, what it gives them in terms of next year's lead up, in terms of innovation. Uh, yeah. You know, 2014 is make or break. Mate. What's the screen quality like real screen quality is brilliant it's fantastic it's a it's a good full bright, hd uh, full hd good bright screen um it's everything the average person will want you know you'll get narcs that look at the the snapdragon 600 versus 800 whatever you don't notice all that stuff it's it's a it's yeah. it's good performance it's a great phone battery is it well you got an extra battery on the back but does very good um but with that i don't know why you wouldn't run the power flip case um with 30 percent extra battery yeah. you're mad not to the look 2014 is make or break for htc um they're they're losing money now, but forget forget all that. That happens in in organisations. If they don't smash it out of the ballpark next year, they're gone. So this yeah. gives me, to be honest, I, I I took hope out of this out of this trip. Um, but we have to wait and see how they end up. But uh, anyway, enough about HTC. You can read that full review at eftm.com.au. Now, earlier we were talking about the Bose Sound Touch and the whole wireless audio scenario there, uh, and we did mention another company who were one of the first at the table with this kind of concept, and that's Sonos. Sonos this week have announced a new addition to the Sonos family, the speaker family. We've already got the Play 3, and we've also got the larger Play 5. Well, this week they proudly announced the birth of Sonos Play 1. This is a smaller speaker than the Play 3 and Play 5, obviously, yeah. but yet it still shares the similar DNA where it can be connected wirelessly on your network, can be controlled with an app, uh, and offers really good quality sound. Now, I think the the Sonos speakers are reasonably priced. They're, they're, they're probably slightly above other wireless speakers in the market and slightly below the Bose, the Bose version. But this new Sonos, the Play 1 especially, gives people a nice entry point now into that bigger world of Wi-Fi audio. And I think this is probably going to lead people to think, well, okay, I can afford this small one, 
But let's have a look at this bigger one and probably entice them into that whole scenario, that whole ecosystem. Well, and that's the point. Sonos is fantastic quality, some of the best quality speakers out there. And it's, you know, it's quite up there in, in the Bose range. You know, there's a lot of low quality Bluetooth speakers around. Sonos sits above them without doubt. Um, and I think you're right. They need an entry level. They need a way for people to go, oh, right, I can have one there and one there. But I can do this and I can do that. And what what, what should my next step be? Mm. Um, if they build that core, then they can grow the the whole base and the upper products. So this, Here's what I this like, is though. awesome. This is this is really cool though. This bit here is that Sonos is obviously there. It's a pretty pretty cool system where you can play them all together, play them separately, and all that. And with their other products, that you know they've got their sound bar, they've got the subwoofer as well. Hmm. The Sonos Play One, like the other products, like the Play Threes, you can form them. If you have two of them, you can create a stereo pair. And hmm. if you've got the sound bar and the subwoofer. You can use the Play Ones as rear speakers in your home theater. So you want you got a, a, a sound bar, the Play Bar up near the TV. You got the subwoofer as well. You buy two Sonos Play Ones, stick them up the back of the room, and they'll act as the rear, the rear left and right speakers. So there's that, there's that as well. So there's plenty of options with these new speakers. Not only they're good on their own, but they also play well with the other speakers. There are just so many cool things happening in audio. Um, you know, we could we could probably designate the 2014 as the year of a million different things. But you know, I get this sense that CES next year, mate. Audio is going to be. There's always been this kind of audio file area where they've got these beautiful speakers and people sit. But I just, I just feel like it's going to take another level, and I think we're going to have a lot of this competition to well, the quality to win the improved. audio market. Quality is improving, and you look where we where we have our music now. It's streamed from all these online services. It's on our mm. computers around our home. No one puts CDs into into players anymore. Not not many people anyway. I think uh, that you know this is just a response to that market, and we're seeing the results. It's really great. All right, well, uh, worth checking out, and um, Stephen has information on that at techguy.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. So 16th of October, I can't tell you how long my son has been talking about this date, not because it's his birthday, but because stupidly, although a little bit excitedly, um, I don't know, four months ago, maybe even more, I came home and told him and showed him videos in a press pack about Skylander Swap Force. Now, he's only had a 3DS for uh, less than a year probably, but we got him Skylanders, he's got oh, so many of the toys, it's not funny. Um, and there are millions of dollars spent on this toy. This is one of the one of the top selling toys in Australia. Well, the third version, they had Spyro's Adventure, they had Giants, and now Swap Force is the new one. It's out today. Um, my son has did the review for me because what what do I know? Uh, he he's gone nuts for this thing. The idea about Swap Force is very much the same as as the others, except the characters. Um, a, a range of the characters actually snap in half, and you can interchange body and head um, so that you create basically 200 odd characters out of the out of the few that are available and um, the idea is that you, you use the powers of, of one combined with the other and all those different things there's a few refinements in the yes. game um, which is uh, just a simple thing like you, you never used to be able to jump in Skylanders which is weird um, you had to find a jumping kind of portal well now you can just jump around like like in any other normal game so a few <laughs> little refinements like that but in the end same concept 
Same what? brilliant fun game, but you can swap the characters around, not just one-to-one, but actually snap them in half and, and, and do that as well. It's a, it's a great fun uh, game. You need a new portal. You get all that stuff when you buy it, but this thing is going to drive parents um, <laughs> to the wall this Christmas. Well, if uh, they haven't heard about it yet, they're certainly going to. What a, very, what a smart franchise they've created, and uh, no, re- no, no wonder it's a success because you combine all these things that kids love. They love collecting these little figures. Oh. They love playing video games, and it's combined that. It's got the, the collectability factor to it where they, they collect the characters that they like. Now with the Swap Force, it's just added a whole new dimension to the game. And uh, this is from Activision. So these are the same publishers that have brought you big games like Call of Duty. So God, they're having a great year already, and Call of Duty is around the corner as well. But uh, this is, as you said, if you if parents, uh, anyone listening out there who's got children, if you haven't heard of Skylander Swap Force, you most certainly are going to hear a lot more about it uh, as we approach Christmas, if you haven't already. And uh, my uh, my son Jackson's uh, he's a six year old. He's um, he wrote a review uh, and 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 I messaged it to me. This is I mean, this is how we roll in the modern era. Um, <laughs> you know, you, there's no email here. It's just he he did it on his iPad and he I messaged it to me. I asked him like five questions and he answered them. Uh, and I've published that at uh, eftm.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech is brought to you by Netgear and also by Optus My Plan. Our phone plans are something we use every day, and they've often they often we look at the our costs and we sometimes go over our bills. But Optus have created a brand new My Plan system, a plan that flexes to help you keep your excess fees down. Visit optus.com.au forward slash My Plan for details. If you want to say no to unfair ex- excess data charges, you can say yes to saving heaps. You can say yes to using your phone how you like and not having to worry about going over your data plan. Yes to getting your fix of social updates. It's time to say yes to Optus My Plan. If you go over your data limit, it automatically flexes from as little as 5 bucks to help keep your excess fees down. Plans start as low as $35 a month with a minimum total cost of $840 over 24 months. Visit optus.com.au forward slash my plan for details. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And the fitness, the fitness craze, we can call it, has oh, really yeah. come of its own, I think, in 2014. We've seen so many activity monitors. Uh, you know, we had the jawbone up and we've had the fit bits and we've had the shine and all these other things all these smart watches now are starting to have these built-in pedometers and all these other things but uh, i was interested to see this week that fitbit which is one of those companies i've already mentioned have already announced a product that's out in 2014 i think that's how competitive the market is becoming mm. fitbit have announced their new wireless activity model it's called the fitbit force now, it's a, an improvement over the existing Fitbits that are in the market, so it's a wristband. But this model has now not only got a sort of a slightly tweaked design, but it's also brought on board a display. So the display can act as, as your watch, uh, yeah. or it can also you can check your progress throughout the day. It's a, it's a small OLED display. Uh, and it also it, it's also part smartwatch. So I think they've very cleverly recognized this movement in the market with the smartwatches 
and they've actually created a a way for your Fitbit Force to link with your iPhone on iOS 7. So you can get notifications like messages, emails right there on your wrist. So you're going to wear it on your wrist anyway to get your information about your your activities and your, your sleep monitoring and all that. But now it's going to have that extra layer of usability with uh, notifications. It's when out you, early 2014. When you wear these things on your wrist all the time, the one thing you do miss is the ability to look at it and go, what's the time or how many steps have I done? You know, we, we both use the jawbone up pretty extensively and I used the Fitbit for a bit recently and I just missed um, the the portability of just being able to plug it into my phone but I also felt that with the size of the Fitbit being a little bit wider the screen would have been perfect so bingo out comes the Fitbit Force this um, this this is this this will be the market leader I think so it's up to Jawbone now to respond with something uh, at least equivalent in terms of the the screen and the, and the information so uh, connects it, connects wirelessly with Bluetooth uh, by the way Bluetooth four and it's got NFC on board too so Android users can simply tap it tap them together to get your pairing it's going to be Available uh, early 2014, 169.95. That uh, that low power Bluetooth is going to come to a lot of devices, which we'll be talking about over the coming weeks and months, I'm sure too. The Fitbit Force, check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, mate, just quickly before we talk about your uh, much-anticipated and uh, cracking uh, product to talk about first up in your reviews. Um, the the Wemo products from from Belkin, um, ha, uh, you know, just kind of incrementally been bringing a, a nice little level of automation to, to your home. You know, we've talked about the PowerPoint options and and different things that you can do to control your home. Um, that they've announced the the, the Wemo Wi-Fi lights, which and I've got to be honest, this thing, um, this is the first thing I'm buying for the new house. I I looked at it the other day, and, and this is a product that essentially once you once you install it to replace your existing light switch and connect it to your to your wireless network and, and the app. Um, from anywhere in the world using the app you can turn lights in your house on and off and I thought oh it sounds a bit much to do it really and then I looked at my the floor plan for our house and I went well hang on a minute there's four bedrooms there's a lounge room you know and I went what, what at worst I might need 10 of them if I wanted to do it really crazy and have them everywhere right you know at 60 odd 70 dollars whatever they are it's actually not that much money when you want to make a radical change like that to turn your home into a, an automated home Absolutely. I am yeah. really looking forward to this product. Me too. Yeah, I, I really like this, and and I think that that those smarts of only a few years ago would have cost you big money. Big money to tell to tell someone oh, I can give you a, a, a Wi-Fi light switch for sixty nine ninety five. Three years ago, they would have fallen over because hmm. uh, that was unheard of. But now Belkin, uh, they continue to go to strength from strength to strength with Wemo, and this is a great product because look. I've got three teenage kids. They're a bit older than your kids, and I'm continually telling them, turn the lights off. Like They, they just leave lights on all the time. Hmm. Now, with this, I could just turn them off from wherever I'm sitting. If I think, <laughs> oh, hang on, those lights are on upstairs, I could just get the app out and go bang, turn it off. So that's that's one one added usage. Another thing, too, if you travel a lot, you're out of the house, it's quite easy. If you're literally on the other side of the world, you can turn on your front light, your kitchen light uh, from anywhere to give the impression that you're still home and combined with the other Wemo products, you may have a radio or a TV connected to these products as well. You can turn the TV on and off, lights on and off, and people will think that you're still home. So for those who are a little bit security conscious, that's yet another use for them, apart from the convenience, of course, and being able to tell whether you left the iron on or the lights on just by looking at the app is another massive bonus. Good on Belkin. Wemo light switch is a winner. 
It's a big winner, and as you said, sixty nine ninety five. It's a crazy good price. Um, check them out soon. Uh, the Belkin Wemo uh, Wi Fi light switch. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. So, mate, let's wrap it up with the all important reviews. And now, I, I'm lucky enough to have, have played with a couple of sixty five inch uh, ultra high definition TVs, but you've had one sitting in the Tech Guide office uh, and studio there from. The, one of the biggest names, which is LG. LG, 65-inch, ultra-high-definition TV. For the people who want to know the exact model number, it's the 65LA9700. Now, this is a ultra-HD TV, similar to 4K, 3840 by 2160. In other words, if you stacked four TVs two by two on top of each other, full HD TVs, you'll have the same amount of pixels on this one television. 65 inches, LG. Plenty of pixels to play with. Trouble is, not a lot of content yet, but it's coming. This is a future-proof TV, I call it. So you buy this today, you know that well into the future you're going to be covered. Now, the design is really cool, very sleek, very thin frame, very nice design. It's a very big TV, obviously, being 65 inches. It's one and a half meters wide, this TV. So you really need to get the tape measure out to make sure you can fit this thing in your house, first of all. Picture quality, it's got local dimming on the screen, which really adds to the contrast so it can lighten and darken different parts of the screen. And all those added pixels just look gorgeous. Great, great uh, contrast, really natural colors. Flesh tones look really good. The blues, reds, greens, yellows, they really pop. Looking terrific. I I played Star Wars on this, the original Star Wars on Blu-ray. It upscaled it nicely to near UHD quality, and it was amazing. So uh, plenty of features. One thing I really like, though, really quickly, it's got a sound bar built in, but when it's turned off, you can't see it. When you, when you hit the on button, this, this sound bar slides out of the bottom of the TV and positions itself under the screen. So no need to buy a sound bar. There's one built in. Even though you can't see it when it's turned off, it's there. Trust me. Now, this is $7,499, but as I said, this is a future-proof TV. Once that UHD 4K content starts coming through, you're going to be glad you've got this TV. If you're looking at the price tag, if you're comparing by price, this is going to be too expensive. But if you're comparing by picture quality, this is a good TV that you'll want to afford if you really, if picture quality is important to you. 7499 the LG 65-inch UHD TV. My only recommendation, and you're going to be spending that kind of money, make sure you've got a lot of HD content because SD content on 65 inches, not a good one. Um, secondly, mate, um, a backpack? Yeah, this is a backpack with a difference. Now, this is the Osprey uh, Cyberport Day Pack. Now, for outwardly, it looks like any other backpack. It's got room for a laptop. It's got room for all your little pockets and pens and pads and your charger cables. It's also got room for a tablet, but it allows you to place the tablet in the front pocket of the bag. And what you can do is use that tablet while it's still inside the bag. So what happens? You unzip the front flap, and behind a clear window is your tablet. So you can actually press the home button, use the touchscreen while it's still inside the backpack. So you don't have to pull it out, don't have to worry about dropping it. It's still safely inside your backpack. So ideal for people on public transport, for travelers, uh, people on the go who want to be able to access their iPad or, or other tablet, maybe for a map or to send an email, to browse the web. So it's right there, easy to use and conveniently located under that flap. 
Uh, so you can use it while it's still in the case. The Osprey Cyberport Day Pack. It's $109.95. I've been using it for a couple of days. It's it's uh, deceptively small. It looks small, but you can fit a lot in it. Uh, comes in four colors, black, brown, red, and gray. $109.95. Check it out at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, that's a wrap. Uh, episode number 135, I believe. Uh, stacks of stuff to talk about, and we've got some um, some stuff to talk about again next week because it is just queued up, the tech news, mate, and we'll have you covered each and every week here on Two Blokes Talking Tech and Stephen uh, almost every single day. Uh, it does take a day off on the weekend, though, at techguide.com.au. Mate, thanks for your company, and we'll talk again very soon. We'll have another show next week. Yes, we will. We'll talk about all the iPads that are launched at the event next week, and uh, looking forward to it. Woo!